0: is Sky Blues Extra.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name is Tom Ward. I'll be guiding you through this evening. Uh, I'm pleased to be joined by Dave. Evening. Evening, mate. And I'm also joined by Andy.
3: Evening, Tom, mate.
2: Cheers for joining me, chaps. This evening, we'll be looking back at Wednesday's brilliant win at Home to Cardiff, and also we'll look at Saturday's draw on the road at Millwall. We'll also be looking ahead to the clash against Peterborough at the CBS Arena on Friday. Um so I'll start with you, Dave. Um it's hard not to be super positive at the moment, really, isn't it? After another another really solid week for the Sky Blues.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um I think if you looked at it on the before those two fixtures, you would have taken that, a draw away and a, a win at home if you, you know, if you do that for the whole season. Then you're probably looking pretty decent, come what may. So, I think yeah, you can't not be positive. Um, I think the performances on the pitch uh, have always seemed to have deserved at least a point, if not more, and that's throughout the whole season so far, really. Um, And I think that the atmosphere off of it, both away and at home, is is absolutely, you know, top notch. You can't, you know, you can't take it away from the sky blue army there you know they're singing loud and proud at, at the cbs and and taking that on the road when they're away so i think ooh, all elements at the moment are really really good um yeah obviously the squad are pretty much staying fit um there's a few Touch people wood. still to come into <laughs> the folds yeah and we struggled with that in recent seasons and i think actually you know everyone just look everyone looks just super fit to be honest um i think we look one of the fittest Um, from everyone we've played so far so yeah everything's rosy isn't it
2: yeah very much is Um, Andy it's hard to to not get carried away at the moment isn't it really
4: yeah 100 percent
3: four points out of six you know like I say I think if you you win your home games you draw away games you won't be too far away from the playoffs will we Tom so very happy with the situation at the moment we've got someone who can score goals as well which is always a handy thing to have so no more than pleased and like like Dave said the atmosphere in the crowd at the moment away and at home is just absolutely tremendous at the minute it's a good place to be
2: yeah absolutely it really is um and another interesting um thing that happened since our last pub was obviously Joyce Apala's comments mm-hmm. and her sort of interview yeah. with CWR and um, Dave what did you make of some of the stuff she was saying around the new the new stadium plans
4: yeah, I mean, she's very passionate, isn't she, that we need to have our own stadium. Look, the arrangement that we've got with with Wasps, both commercially and and for the fans, is absolutely fantastic. Um, but that's the way football has gone for many, many years, isn't it? It's not just a, a Saturday. Um, it's not a Saturday event anymore. You know, uh, clubs need to make money and revenues every day of the week from, from yeah. the buildings that they own. So I, I, I completely understand. I'm not sure if we'll see it come to fruition. Um, I'm not sure what the, the the end game is really. It seems like you know we're, we're charging ahead with this. I think we've spoke, haven't we? That possibility, you know, possibly that it looks like maybe a training facility, you know, would be at some point back on the radar. I don't know if you know. It's there's no no um, sort of secret. I don't think that I think Zizu or, or you know the owners want to look at probably. Um, doing something with the the training facility um yeah. it seems like that it's prime area but who knows but I, I i agree in a way we need our own stadium uh we need our own revenues um and i was you know pretty pretty pleased with the this this, this sort of foresight and what we're still trying to do
2: yeah i suppose it's just the sort of timing of it isn't it in, in terms of obviously being back at the cbs with the atmosphere being so great andy i suppose it's just People that people are loving it so much. We probably we probably don't want to move to a new ground at this point, do we? But I suppose it might look um, different in in saving <laughs> this time.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we're quite happy where we are at the moment because because obviously we've had we've got a ten year lease, haven't we? So we've <clears> got yeah. plenty of time to to plan for a new stadium if that if that's the line they want to go down. Or we just wait for wasps to uh, not pay the bonds and we can have the CBS. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, maybe okay. that's the, the long term plan, eh?
3: Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe she's just out providing a smokescreen of a new stadium, eh? Maybe, yeah. we'll see. But, but
4: I think you've got to, I think what you've got to do is say that it, it seems, I mean, it seems, and that's what we'll say, an open <laughs> and honest, you know, open and honest, you know, plan. For, for ten years of what we're trying to do. And nice to hear from that, us to be fair. Exactly. Yeah. You've got mm. that's the only thing, you know, you've got to kind of applaud that that mm. we're starting to make these plans, whether you agree or don't agree with it, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. No, no, exactly. Um we'll look into the Cardiff game in a bit more detail. Um nice to have a game under the lights, Dave, wasn't it? I think someone said it was our first home game in front of crowds anyway since rotherham which obviously was a was a brilliant game but obviously at st andrews but yeah nice to be back at a sort of midweek game wasn't it
4: yes yeah, that you know games under lights always have a dis- different atmosphere don't they and it being even more special it being the first one back at the cbs for such a long time and like we've said so many times on the pod the the atmosphere is so much different so i think that really made for a really special occasion i think that that sort of spout you know spilled onto the pitch
2: yeah, and it was obviously a brilliant performance on the night. Um, Andy, how did the sort of match stats match up to the to the performance that we saw?
3: Um, quite similar to each other, Tom, which I was a bit surprised with because when I thought I looked at the stats and after the game, I thought that we'd be quite high in all, all stats, but they were very similar to each other, to be honest. Um, I'll go through them. Um, we had 51.4% possession. Um, we completed 291 passes compared to their 273. Um, we had 11 shots compared to their 10 but the big difference is we had four shots on target compared to their only one so Mm -hmm. it shows shows how inefficient they were in front of goal on the night Um, defensively again nothing to split us really 14 interceptions versus the 18 12 tackles won by ourselves compared to their 12 and similar with the um aerial jewels we won 35 and they won 36. Mm. so yes very similar across the board on the night really tom
2: yeah interesting and interesting that mm. the, the the thing that split the teams was that sort of shot conversion into shots on target because yeah. you know that was something that you know i mean how many times did we see it last year where we just didn't you know convert those into shots on target um yeah that's obviously clearly that's what we've improved haven't we
3: yeah, yeah, we have <laughs> until Saturday, but we'll we'll move on to that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, we have improved that. We've improved our possession. We've improved, slightly improved the uh, the shot conversion because um, obviously that was near fifty percent on on Wednesday night, which is a lot better compared yeah, to their be. only one on target, which is similar to what we were last season.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mark Romans went with an unchanged lineup. Um, there was some talk of Sheaf possibly coming in. Um, but I think Robin's probably got it spot on leaving Alan in there, didn't he, Dave?
4: Yeah, I think the talk was probably because we wanted to shape up a little bit more defensively just because <laughs> yeah. they're a bit more of a bigger and physical side. But like you said, Robin's got it spot on because actually that that energetic press that we've you know been so fortunate to see so far this season really meant that Cardiff struggled in fact it was probably the perfect formation because I didn't realize how much they bypassed their midfield attacking um they obviously try and get it up to Kiefer Moore and then play but in your final third rather than going you know going from one end of the pitch to the other passing it through midfield so it worked really really well and um spot on and you know and and Jamie Allen um again you know did enough to to show why he was in there
2: yeah absolutely and we'll we'll talk about him straight away because we started the game really, really well, um, as we as we tend to do, really. Um, and it was an absolute peach of a strike from, from Big Vic to put us in front. But I think we have to give a lot of credit to Jamie Allen here, don't we, Andy, for his, his pace and, and the ball.
3: Yeah, he's got different energy levels. It's just different level, isn't it? I don't know where yeah. he gets his energy from. It's fantastic. You know, it was from there. Was it corner, wasn't it? Or down, yeah, down by the... Right, right in right, our half. Yeah, right in our it? half. Yeah, he, yeah, drove, yeah. he drove forward on the left-hand side. He played it in so he drove all the way to the halfway line, you know, fantastic energy, good awareness to find. And then Cal had a really important touch, didn't he, to the ball mm. uh, that played it into Vic's path. And then it's all about a big sweep at the minute. Um, you know, that that just oozed confidence, didn't it? That finish. Yeah. It was, you know, he knew that he, he knew that he didn't have the pace to get away from the from the Cardiff players, the center halfs. He knew that, that he added early. But that's a really difficult finish. hit early at the from the edge of the area, and yeah. it just arrowed into the corner and just smacks of someone who's absolutely brilliant yeah. with confidence at the moment. And I think um, I think every time he wakes up in the morning, he thinks he's going to score.
2: Yeah, I mean that's certainly mean, me, <laughs> so, me, yeah. me and Dave were talking about it at the game, and we were just saying, you know, once you sort of kick into that form, you just there's nothing mm-hmm. stopping you, is there? Like, yeah. and you take we'll,
4: you take on shots and risks. Yeah, and you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Exactly. When you're playing under pressure and under, you know, a a cloud of people wondering where the next goal is going to come from. Whereas that was, it was just almost audacious to have a shot that far out.
2: Um, I mean, how many times have you seen a striker with that opportunity and they they sky it or they hit it wide or they just run out? Or continue to run and either get
4: tackled or, Mm. you know, um, sort of you know run it out or try and have to go around the keeper yeah exactly it would just like Andy said he's just a guy so high on confidence and and that's showing by the type of the type of football we're seeing from him
2: yeah and after the goal we didn't really sit back either did we chaps the the chances continued um you know it's good to see us continuing to play on the front foot um even when we were a goal ahead Dave
4: yeah, this is the thing. I mean, the first fifteen minutes at Cardiff, they were absolutely shell-shocked. I don't think they really knew what to do. Um <laughs> it was just incredible. It was I've not seen I've seen us start very, very fast, but it was for the first 15, it was just completely relentless. They couldn't get out. We were winning the second, third, even the fourth ball at times. They just couldn't seem to get a grip on it. And our just our energy and pace was just something else and we we kept we kept going with that it I think that probably hindered us towards um you know half time because I think we sort of had to sit off you know you can't maintain that sort of pace for for 90 minutes but it definitely put Cardiff on the back foot and they certainly knew they were in for a game
2: yeah and I guess it was inevitable that they were gonna you know throw quite a lot of us uh, at some point and they did really in the second half but we, we dealt with it well didn't we really Andy
3: yeah, the back three were outstanding all game. Um, and the keeper as well. He um helps that situation as well. And no, I didn't feel we were too much under pressure. They were lumping it, like Dave said. They missed their midfield out quite a lot, but that's kind of like food and drink for people like Fads and Clark Salter and Dumheim, isn't it? That's the kind of thing they like, um, the kind of thing they they're accustomed to. And you know, we stoked up the pressure really, quite, really, 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 really well, Tom. Mm.
2: And obviously Todd Kane came on to replace Matson. Um, what did you make of his performance, Dave? Because obviously he was sort of putting himself out a bit, wasn't he, in that in that second half?
4: Yeah, I think he he obviously wanted to make an impression. Uh he's certainly done that. He's got bags of pace. Um I just think that yeah, I think when you look at it, we've talked about how many times we spoke about the fact that we've brought in Waghorn and um Big Vic, you know, for Bakayoko and, and Biamo and it's, it's a bit of the same here really is that you know that depth in there I know we had we were almost fortunate to have Giles and McCallum last season and that obviously didn't last long enough because they were both players that should have been starting basically um, and you know we, we're having this same situation now where we've got two decent left backs and that's really really key because at times we really struggled don't get me wrong I think the players that came into the fold last year did a really good job for us Eccles you know he did a job at right back when he could but I think that this just shows that we're starting to build that depth and um, I think he's a good player I think he's um, you know there's, there's some bits that he needs to obviously brush up, but I think that's game time. He didn't have a lot of game time, did he, at QPR? And he's he's obviously working his way back into full fitness and match fitness. But I think he looks sharp. And I think, you know, we were probably all a bit worried when Dabo, um, you know, got sent off and that means that we've had to reshuffle. But I think he's more than uh, capable of, of mm-hmm. filling those those boots
2: yeah yeah definitely solid player really and quite versatile as well yeah um, which will will be useful Um, Cardiff did have a couple of chances Um, James Collins who we we sort of know fairly well because we are always been linked with him he had a free header but he didn't fancy it did he Andy?
3: up to score? how has he missed that? (laughs) how has he missed that? He's hilarious as well, cough lad as well. He's a cough yeah. fan as well. So, um, I think really thinking,
2: lot. yeah, he, he wanted the three points to say at the CBS. I think. He doesn't normally because he normally
3: <laughs> scores against us,
4: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah,
3: it's about time he missed one against us, to be fair. So, from no, the of
4: their night, though, wasn't it? They couldn't, yeah, really much right, could they?
3: No, a terrible miss, but you know, it's almost easier to miss than score. So, but we take it, don't we? And yeah. uh, we move on from it. And, uh, I'm just glad he missed, thank god,
2: yeah. Um, We closed the game out pretty well, but then obviously sort of 92nd minute, Dabo goes absolutely (laughs) steaming in to tackle. Um, Dave, what did you make of it? It's just
4: ridiculous, isn't it? It's absolutely (laughs) madness. It's It's just so uncalled for, so unneeded. He's now out for three games, puts us in a situation where we have to reshuffle, um, you know, not as much squad depth, not as much minutes into him, not as much match time. We certainly miss him. Um, And it just didn't need to happen. It was, you know, Mm. it just really didn't need to happen. And I think that's, you know... But we can't really moan at the moment, majority of the stuff is going our way, you know, nine times out of 10, we're, we're coming up Sman of roses. So, you know, you are going to have these little speed bumps along the way and it's how you deal with it and, and how you, you know, work around it. And and we seem to have, have done that OK, but it's just a, a big shame because it was it was really what you know it, it put a bit of a bad taste on what was a really really good and solid home performance and it just wasn't yeah. needed and uh i'm sure dabo's frustrated yeah, it him was a himself. Bit
2: weird, wasn't it? it was like he sort of it was like he lost his head a little bit and he wanted to just sort of fly in and you know those sort of big tackles that get a big cheer from the crowd later on yeah. something yeah um which probably wasn't you know what yeah and and, and, and you
4: know what i would say is it's it, it's definitely a red you know what i mean it's <clears> it is because just When you do, when you're a referee and you see that at pace, at at pace of the game, not slowed down or anything, it just, it yeah, it just stinks of like you know of just a really nasty tackle, and I think it's um, you can slow it down, you can take as many screenshots, put red rings around it on Twitter, (laughs) do what you want, but. It, it in the cold you know light of day I think at pace there's no getting away of it it was mm. quite an aggressive tackle and I think it was probably dealt with the right way and I'd say the club feel the same in that they yeah. you know didn't pursue to to get it overturned
2: yeah um, but a fantastic win Andy um, which obviously moves the Sky Blues up to fourth
3: absolutely 100% Tom um, fantastic win for us and and it's just very, you know, that put us one point behind top, didn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. most um, lead time. Well, it is, but we'll <laughs> roll with it, won't we? Um, and to be honest, it's deserved the way we've played this season. Um, we haven't been outplayed by teams. We haven't got it by luck. We've got it because we deserved it. We've outplayed teams, most of teams, and we've we, we, possession of the ball is better this season. And we're creating chances for fun. So it's not undeserved, in my mm. opinion.
2: Yeah. Um, I'll get a man of the match off you both, Dave.
4: I'll go with Big Vic. I thought he was, you know, he was the difference between the two sides. Um, but not just that, you know, again, doesn't stop running all night. Always looks dangerous. And um, I think he probably deserved it. Yeah. Andy? Uh,
3: Clark Salter for me. Um, I thought he, that was his best game for us since he's come to us. Well, mainly because he completed 90 minutes. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but no, I thought he was really good. I thought he was good on the ball. Um, he won eight aerial challenges, which was the most from any, anyone on the pitch. So he's winning these aerial battles, which is always important against a, a long-balling team like Mick McCarthy's Cardiff. Um, he cleared the ball four times, which was good as well. Made three interceptions. It was all-round good center off display by Clark Salter. And I thought, yeah, he... Uh, He played really well on the night and I thought he
0: deserved man of the match. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Sky Blues travelled to
2: Millwall on Saturday and came away with a hard-fought point on the road. Um, Dave, Millwall's always an interesting away game, isn't it, as a fan?
4: Yeah, first time for me, actually, weirdly, seemed to go past it every, every day when I go to work or when I used to go into the office and still on a on couple of days a week now. So it's always a ground that I've, uh, you know, seen a lot of, but just not ever been to an away game. But it's uh, it's got to be like the only way, the only one that's set up like that now in the country. It's just, um, you know, completely still segregated from uh, away and home support. Um, great cracking little ground, yeah, um, I I thought I really enjoyed it and I think it's a a fantastic place um I think they've probably struggled more in recent years with with you know they've sort of been a team that have not done a lot I guess and that's probably not helped the um you know the attendances and stuff I think at Millwall um I suppose but it was still a really really good atmosphere and um yeah, yeah lovely little ground
2: I suppose their their sport's not bad though for you know they're not a massive club are they? And no, the and, and they're surrounded by, they you know, a lot yeah. of
4: a lot of big teams in London. Um and, you know, it sounds sounds odd to say, but I'd imagine a lot of people that lived around the area have started to move out and, you know, just the way that London's become gentrified around certain areas and that's probably, you know, not helped you know Millwall in terms of that so yeah they, they still get decent attendances and they still make a really good noise and it's always still quite an intimidating place to go and uh, yeah. I think it fills everyone with a bit of excitement so yeah, yeah it's another probably. great great uh, you know day out in the city.
2: Yeah and uh, another brilliant following from Sky Blue Army Andy.
3: Yeah 100% you know fantastic following in the top tier always away from home I say it every week on the pod that we are probably the best or one of the best away support in the country um we'll follow us we'll follow them will one way and we just make so much noise and and i think this season as well i think everyone's behind it you know there Was always last season a little bit of division because obviously the Birmingham St Andrews situation, but mm. now we're back in Coventry. I think everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet, everyone's behind Robbins and the lads, and I think that helps with the atmosphere away from home and at home. So, no, yeah. I was fantastic. saying this though, it,
4: it mm. I'm, I said like when was the last time you heard Cecil? Like, you know what no, mean? Like, I mean? Yeah, you haven't, it, have you? it does no. tell you, it does tell you like you know, the, the story of the last couple of years, if not mm. the last three years. It seems. An age ago, since we sort of saw that, you know, anti-ownership um, stuff. So it, it it does seem like a lot of people, like you say, Andy, are all yeah. on the sort of same hymn sheet. Yeah. Really, yeah, it's, it it's just makes for a really nice atmosphere.
3: It does.
2: Yeah, there's not there's not too many reasons you could think of now to not be behind it or to be going along. Really, are there? No. Um, which you know hasn't hasn't been the case for, for you know in the past. Um, We're we'll looking into the match stats, Andy.
3: Good. Yeah, apart from one stat, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we dominated the ball, 59.1 possession to us. Uh we had we completed 389 passes compared to their 208. And we were the away side, remember. So it just shows how much we are dominating the ball these days, which is I love to see. It's brilliant. Just shows how much front-footed football we are playing at the minute. Um, we had 15 shots, which is a hell of a lot, but the one bug bear, which reared his ugly head again was that we only had three on target tom mm. so yeah that's pretty pathetic if we look in the shot ratio and shot efficiency so that needs to improve um if we want to get more points away from home um and defensively very very dominant um we had you know 13 tackles one and we won 22 aerial duels as well which is pretty decent yeah
2: um, yeah, and obviously we'll get into it in more detail, but yeah, mm. I, I mean, b- being at the game especially, I just felt like there were so many times we were just screaming for players to shoot, and yeah. like you say, we just didn't get enough shots away, really. Um,
3: well, 15's quite a lot, it's just it's yeah, just, just, it's
2: just not yeah.
3: not on target, were they? A lot of them flew yeah. over, and we need to start hitting the target a, lo- a little bit more away from home if we want to yeah make a few more win, uh draws into wins
2: yeah absolutely um moron has made three changes to the side He brought sheaf godden and kane um into the side obviously one of those was forced with Dabo being out suspended but um what did you make of the other two changes dave
4: Yeah, I think, you know, I I understand the Sheaf one, to be honest. I thought that, you know, get a bit of a a grip in in the middle of the park um, away from home. So I understand that. I thought the Goddard one was a bit interesting for me. Like, I understand we're trying to get minutes um, into into a player. But I don't know, maybe Robin saw this as a, a bit of an opportunity that, you know, that Mill were there for the taking, that they've not been playing that great so, you know, th- this season or haven't been winning, I should say. But, you know, that, like we spoke on the pod previously, they had a couple of decent draws, you know, the recent games with, with teams that you expect to be up at the top. So I, I think that Goddamon was probably a little bit wrong. I'm not sure he's mm. completely fully wound up. And I know the only way to do that is to get minutes. Um, mm. But I thought that on Wednesday night, I thought that Waghorn and, and Jokeres played really well together, and I think I would have liked to have just seen that stay. Um, mm. Do you and, think it's and, a case
2: of like giving Waggy a bit of a rest as well, though? Yeah, I mean, you I mean absolutely. You know,
4: it, and, and we say this all the time, don't we? I suppose when you when you've got a winning team, it, it's hard. One, it's very difficult to change it, and two, the fans will always think, well, what could have what could have gone differently had we have you know had Waggon on from from the start. To me, I thought, was he carrying a knock because to not feature at all was was a little bit odd um but mm. at the same time it's a long old season you know we yep. we've got a few days to turn around till till friday but not you know not not as i suppose as many but yeah maybe it is a time to just get a bit of a rest into someone and more minutes into to godden who we know what he can do you know once he's fully 100% match fit you know he's already shown us this season what he can do um mm. we a late winner so Definitely, you know, perfect to get minutes into them. Just not sure. I think the momentum was all with the the two that started on Wednesday.
2: Yeah. Um, Mill did have a, an early opportunity. Uh, Bradshaw found some space in the box, but a really, really good piece defending from Fad sort of throwing his body in the way of it. to keep it a nil-nil, Andy.
3: Yeah, outstanding by Fad's um, brilliant, you know, last-ditch defending by him. He's been fantastic all season. You know, how many times did we see last season people going on fads has to be dropped, he's rubbish, he's no good, he's he's past it. I don't hear any of that anymore. No, no. It's crazy. You don't hear, you I do, don't understand how
4: he's found this other level, really. Yes, yeah. nothing short of not a miracle, because that sounds like he hasn't got it in his locker <laughs> and he and he clearly has, but it's just so inspired, isn't it? It's it is, just, yeah. It, and I think that, that has has dragged players like Hiam. And, you know, and the two wing backs along with them uh, mm-hmm. and players like Sheaf and, and stuff like that. I think the levels have just been so dominant. How many times have we hear from Doyler, you know, when he said that the levels had to be there all the time in training, yeah. always making sure it feels like the same on the pitch for me with with, with Fadzine being at the forefront Andy, of that. Yeah, he's giving. he
3: doesn't give any, way, any penalties anymore either, does he? No. He mm-hmm. just seems to be positional. Yeah. I think he's, to be honest, he probably just, last season just getting back used to playing at the championship because obviously he played in the championship for Burton didn't he yeah. and then he came out of it and then probably last season he, he found it a little bit hard to adjust But a positional is that sense pre season
4: how much has that pre season really yeah. impacted him are, are we is that what we're seeing now that the fact that you know because we heard from Kelly didn't we when he was on the pod saying yeah. about how he was just going out for runs on his own it's just not the yeah, same is not it same, It's just no. not the same you know running down down the, the pavement in the streets, you know, of, of Leamington or whatever. It's just not like playing 90 minutes. And everyone else was just on the boil, weren't they? And that's why we had such a slow start, probably, to the championship. But yeah. it's hard then to get that back, isn't it? You're always playing catch-up. And I think, it, to me, it looks like the, the pre-season's been... It, it looks like it's been spot on.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, We took the lead in the 10th minute. Who else but Big Vic again? <laughs> Um, not gonna lie, lads. I've watched this goal back a few times since Saturday. and for me, this is just Premier League quality. This is the sort of goal you see on Match of the Day week in, week out. Brilliant, brilliant finish, Dave.
4: Yeah, and it's just it's from nothing. <coughs> Millwall yeah. almost just backed off, backed off, and went gone. Then you know, you're not, you not if you can score from there. Like go, you know, go on, and he sort of faked a shoot, didn't he? And um, it doesn't where the loads, goal is, is not it? It didn't carry load, yeah, exactly. It didn't carry loads of pace, but it was just right in the corner, and it was just again, I'm not sure. Last season he would have tried that. No, I don't think he would have. You know, and it just goes to show, doesn't it, that confidence levels is so high that he's trying the things like the goal at Cardiff. He's just absolutely hit it from from way outside the box, and then this one here, he's he's just so full of confidence that. They backed off and he said, well, if you're going to back off, I'll have a shot. And it was, again, you just couldn't believe the start, the fast start. And you thought, you know, we're on for a for a, a good day here.
2: Um, a few conversations coming out the ground, and Andy, talking around, you know, whether we'll be able to hold on to, to Vic now. I mean, do you think people will be looking at him in
3: January? They will be if they follow you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Better get some commission.
3: Yeah, you best do. Better get cut. Are you his agent, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. We. I think we will. I think we'll hold on to him, mate. I think. Yeah, I yeah. think. Um... I think it would be daft to go anywhere else. Why well, would you? If you if you're going for the if you're going for promotion, if you keep scoring like he is, we'll be around the playoff area. And yeah, yeah true. I don't think you'll want to be going anywhere else. It depends on
4: who's got to make panic buys, doesn't it? In Jan. There's yeah, you just look be at... a couple of clubs with a bit of money that just go this guy's doing it, panic buy. Yeah. But I'm not sure that sort of money's I mean it is, but is it floating around in Probably January? not. Nah.
0: Mm, no, there's not I mean, much business
2: no. lower half Premier league team. You know need a striker in form, he could fit the yeah. bill. But no, yeah. I think I, I agree with you. I think he'll he'll stay, um, and probably be interesting to see what happens in the summer. Um, probably be a bit a hot prospect. It, but yeah, he has got to
3: continue how he is doing. But yeah, uh, exactly. but, but the signs are all there. Um, and the way he's playing, like you say, is is above the level. So yeah, um, but he's but got think, to do
4: that continuously. Hasn't yeah, because, of course. Yes. Yeah. We we all had. Let's be honest. We all had reservations, didn't we, about perhaps what he was going to offer us Mm. this season on the back of what we saw last season, right? And I know it's chalk and cheese and it's two different players, but if he's made that swing... That you know, that fast and that quickly, there's obviously was we saw flashes of you know, brilliance last year, but it could also go back the other way, right? So it's a bit like, yeah, um, there is that you, know, you need to see that sustained period of, of that, mm-hmm. and that's what makes a, a quality striker. And that's when they start to go for really good money, isn't it? Because he's yeah. hit 15, 20 goals in the championship consistently. Um, yeah, but yeah, of course, he's going great guns, and I think only time will tell, but. It, it's. It, he's got a. St- he's still got stuff to prove for, for me.
2: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Millwall did come back as at us at the end the game. Um, some good defending again. This time it was Dom Higham, not Matt Smith. Dave.
4: Yeah, I mean the defending has been absolutely amazing this season. It's been so solid, and I think that makes a bit of a change, doesn't it? Because we've always been a little bit shaky at times at the back. You know, McFadden have put the arm up and you know, plead with the linesman to call it offside because a wing back's five yards beyond him. So it's it's been a really refreshing, isn't it? And I think that confidence has come also from the back from, from Cy Moore. I think he, he's obviously um helping with that as well. But Hyam's been absolutely superb and again was fantastic in, in, in this.
2: Mm. And around the twenty first minute Millwall did get themselves back into the game with their equalizer. Um bit of a disappointing goal this one, wasn't it Andy?
3: Yeah, it was, and it wasn't. It's just a bit unlucky, to be honest with you, Tom. You get these goals in football, you know. It, they, they played quite well. It was quite an in, intricate move by Millwall. It was quite a nice pass in, mm-hmm. quite fluent. Um, and then it came to the bloat at the edge of the area, and he hit it. It unfortunately hit Todd Kane on, on the leg, and it spooned up over
4: yeah.
3: Over Samoa, and it was in. It was just one of those frustrating goals more than anything, wasn't it? Because it... I don't know. I don't know how you can avoid it. To be honest with you, it's just one of those unlucky things that you just got to dust yourself and think, "Well, that was unlucky." We just got to dust ourselves and try and get back get back into the lead. So, yeah, yeah I don't think there was too much defensively wrong with the goal. I well, think it was just just, just plain yeah. unlucky, mate, and yeah. annoying. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like you say, we did, you know, have some chances to retake the lead. Um, couldn't quite put it away. Um, Kane had a decent chance at the back post. It was a nice ball from Vic, wasn't it, Dave?
4: Yeah, a really nice ball and, and very unlucky, but we were kind of, it did feel a little bit like that as the game got on, didn't it? That we were creating chances, but we just couldn't came, came seem to, and like you said, didn't seem to shoot really. Um mm. looked like we wanted to sort of pass it into the net. And uh, yeah, it's it's a, unfortunate, but um, it, it's nice to be creating chances. You know what I mean? It's, it's nice to be actually, we're, we're doing that a lot. and mm. We are having more attempts on goal and, and like I say, I know Andy said about the stats, but it's it we always feel like we've got a goal in us. Um I'd say that was probably one of the only times this season where you put, thought we weren't gonna quite break break through. It just didn't seem to be going for us. Yeah,
2: yeah definitely. Um we had a bit of a hearts in mouth moment uh as Mill goal was ruled out offside. Um what did you make of this one, Andy? Because from, from where I was, it it looked onside, to be
3: honest.
4: Who was off? Smith in the middle I think I think
3: that's mm-hmm. what it was but oh my god really? I don't think so no it's yeah. the blood at the back post that headed it wasn't no it was I don't, this is what I'm asking you because every time I've seen it I can't and see anyone the, off, I can't see anyone offside
2: the, what does the player in the middle didn't do anything did they well, no he
3: did, um, did he did go for it Smith did go for it
4: well he, he moved his leg <laughs>
0: Well, no, he did, he did, he did, line, yeah, yeah, So he yeah, didn't okay. header
4: it, but he did, he did move yeah. towards it and Ooh. it, and it kind of, and I think that's the only thing I can think is why he's been I don't know been, what's going on. In the
3: linesman's head there. that's, that's a goal, but yeah. it's got a right re- touch. Re- touch I, didn't,
2: yeah. I didn't even like, I didn't even look at the linesman, Like you know, when no. you look across, I just hope he's seen that, I just didn't even, I didn't even look, I was like that's yeah. it, that's, that's, that's it, that's it, good header to be fair. It was to be fair, right in the corner.
3: Yeah. yeah, but we got away with one
2: there, boys. Yeah, go away with it, but yeah. to, to do well in the league, Dave, you need a bit of luck, don't you? And we don't always get it, so...
4: No, take we it don't all day. always get the, the rubber <laughs> green, and you got, you've got to take that. Like I say, I watching it back over and over and over, and I watched it back with a couple of Millwall fans on Saturday night, and they couldn't really understand why apart from if it was yeah, the man in the middle was, was interfering with play and I don't know we have to do this thing now where we put the lines the, the flag goes up doesn't it about four, years, so after the, four years after the decision you know You've, <laughs> yeah. you're you already out of the turnstiles in the training the mate is putting his flag up but it's Look, you need a bit of luck. Um, we've certainly we've certainly had it. We you know, we've we've had the one that came off the bar, didn't we, at home a couple of weeks ago. You, you know, we've we've had some luck and yeah, you do need that. But I think you make your own, you know, you make your own luck sometimes. And the the way that we've played this season has has been deserving of, of what we've we've achieved and yeah, it's uh paying off and you're getting a bit of luck as well.
2: Yeah. I felt like the second half was was relatively even. Uh, we played. We were playing well still, but we just didn't really dominate the game, did we, Andy?
3: No, a bit more even, wasn't it? Like you said, Tom. Um, yeah, I thought that as well. Uh, to be honest, it was you know a few half chances to either side, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And it kind of kind of like petered out. But yeah, but we take that away from home. You're not getting yeah. battered away from home, are you? So if, exactly. if you if you kind of got some kind of control in the game away from home, I think that's the sign of a good team.
2: Yeah. Exactly. I think, you know, We, were, me and Dave were there sort of saying to each other, yeah. you know, I think 60 70th minute, we were saying, let's just dig in here and, yeah, yeah. you know, just make sure we don't lose the game, really. Yeah. That's that's the key, isn't
3: it? Yeah, that's the key. Um, And I think we defended really, really well again. And uh, we didn't really give them a massive guilt up chance to score, did we? So I thought, yeah, well played to the boys at the back. They did great.
2: Yeah. There was a couple of chances that you just wanted us wanted to pull the trigger, weren't there? There was like the Sheaf one when he sort of ran forwards, but... Just, you know, lacking that yeah. confidence that, you know, and it was Whereas one- Vic's going to shoot and, you know, just rifle it in at that point. There's other players who yeah. are doing the opposite where they're just sort of like, they're, they're worried about shooting. They want to find a pass. Mm. But you I just mean, want them to pull the trigger.
3: They do. And that's always been a bit of a criticism. I think, you know, Vic was a little bit of lucky with that header as well. Well, you know, when Sheaf did that pirouette and then put it in in the, in the good area and he yeah, just headed it. Yeah, it was. And it um, was just headed just wide again. That was slightly unlucky. That was a good move. But yeah, I think generally, I think people like I think our midfield players, O'Hare, you know, Sheaf and, you know, whoever plays, you know, Allen or whoever, I think they could pull the trigger a bit more because like Allen did against Reading, you know, sometimes they go in if you pull the trigger from outside the area, don't they? Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. Um, Pleased with a point overall, Dave?
3: Yeah, I mean, you
4: can't not be pleased with a, a, a waypoint. A team, like I say, that had picked up some draws against West Brom, um, uh, you know, some decent teams in the league. So you've got to be happy of a point. I think, you know, what I would say is just that we do, we still need a bit more from from the, the players, you know, O'Hare and, and Sheaf, like Andy said there, just in that final third, we just need a little bit more composure. I think that if we'd have had that Saturday, um, and the last, final ball would have been a bit, a bit neater. I think mm. we probably would have been able to have gone away with all three points. And fair play to Robbins because he didn't sit back in for a draw. He was, you know, he was still going, yeah. going for it by, um, you know, bringing on Tyler Walker. I think, um, you, you know, Walker's got a, a bit of a decision to make here about, um, you know, what, how he's going to sort of figure and get himself into Robbins' plans. And I think sometimes you know we're always taught aren't you as a as a young lad playing football growing up is that even if you can't get yourself into a game and you can't put your stamp on a game by scoring a goal or setting a goal up or getting an assist you can do it by putting a shift in and I think Mm. what frustrated me a little bit was 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 obviously out on his feet and I felt like Walker was was in there or had been, you know, to be that pace in behind and and to do Yokarez's running, but he, but he didn't really do that. And that meant that I think they got out quite easy in the in the sort of final ten minutes and they could build from the back. Whereas if he sort of would have put that shift in a bit more, I think we probably would have saw that. So He's got a lot, I think, to do, hasn't he, to to try and get himself into Mark Robbins's um, yeah. thinking and getting himself some some game time because the chances are going to be few and far between. Really, you know, we're probably not going to go a massive distance in cup competitions. Of course, already out of one, so you know, when when are you, are you playing your uh, your football? And um, you know, no one wants to sit there today and um, and not be playing and watching their teammates. So it, it's, it's something that. You know, if he's going to get into Robbins's reckoning he's going to have mm. to do something, I think. In the yeah. I mean, I d- he does come on.
2: I do have my concerns about Tyler Walker, to be honest. I mean, you know, he's one of the highest played players at the club. Um, and, you know, there's there's other strikers knocking on the door. Like You've got Tavares, haven't you, in, who's been smashing them in. Yeah. Obviously, you've got Cashman, who's out on loan, but he's been yeah. doing really well. So yeah. there's a couple who, you know, are fighting for it and probably would, you know, absolutely dream of playing in that first team. Um and I just think Walker on the money's on is probably not doing enough at the moment for the club, in my opinion. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, you know, m- money's immaterial for, because it's it but uh, I I agree, it's more about you've got to But you know, with our
2: with the wage bill how it is for us, that's oh, you know, of course, ten grand yeah, a week is, can... is a lot, is yeah, a lot, of isn't it?
4: Yeah, of course. Because if you can if you can make that, you know, and and mark my words, you know, if you're owned by a hedge fund, they'll be looking at that sort of stuff. So um yeah, you know, it's it's got to be, but I think more so you just need to you just need to see that spark of which we saw last season, you know, we saw at times he can he can finish really really well and we're going to need everyone chipping in with goals this season. It's mm. it's a long season, um a lot of games and you know, I think at the moment if you sat there and you're talking, you talk walking say well, if Djokovic gets injured, am I am I next up Am my starting and and right now he probably wouldn't be and he's got to get himself in that position of when his chance finally comes he's doing enough in these games yeah. now to make himself um a reckoning i thought he was actually a perfect sub i thought you know waggy probably is at that stage of the game you do want some pace you do want to be stretching them and turning defenders and that's probably what robbins was thinking but we we, we didn't didn't really get that, unfortunately, on on Saturday. But I'm sure he'll keep, you know, keep digging in and he'll keep working, and, and hopefully we'll we'll see, you know, a lot of what we saw in glimpses last season because we we will need it.
2: Mm. What do you make of it, Andy?
3: Tyler Walker, I think he is um, way down the list, like you said. Um, I think he has been a little bit unlucky last season because it was a very stop-start. And some of it wasn't his fault because of injury, COVID, etc. Um, I think he's a player that needs rhythm. Um, I think he's a confidence player that when yeah. he does get confident, he will start scoring goals. But how are you going to get that from not playing? I don't mm. understand that. And I think he the problem with Tyler Walker, and he's a good finisher when he gets in the groove, but when he comes on a sub, he doesn't work hard enough. And that's yeah. a problem because, yeah. you know, like Dave said, if you're not banging the goals in and you're not working hard enough, what, what are you providing for the team?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just like you know, when you compare it to a player like Godden, who's like just looks seriously Indiana up 11. for it, no yeah. matter what, yeah. no matter what his role is in the game, whether he's starting, whether he comes on <clears> for two minutes at the end, he will yeah. just fight for every last second. and um, cheese. and you know, self-motivated, clearly, mm. and so up for it. Yeah, and you know, you just, it's just very different, very different sort of personas, I suppose, aren't they? Yeah,
3: hundred percent. Everyone has different styles, but yeah. I think with, with 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 Tyler, I think. I think if um, all he's got to do is, you know, work hard in training and and hopefully if he gets his chance, he can score a goal. Because like Dave did say, um, we're going to have quite a lot of games this season. So we do need four, hopefully, firing strikers. But unfortunately, he's going to have to wait his time. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'll uh, grab a man of the match from you both, Dave.
4: Fads for me. Just like so good i think he was absolutely superb all game and just yeah just gave us so much confidence the back not really much we could do with the goal um you know so from a defensive point of view i thought we were quite unlucky there and i think fads was was the best of them and and even you know playing out of defense some of the balls that he's playing this is just outrageous you know he's pinging them left right and center um and he's also you know solid 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 in defense so i think yeah fads for me Andy?
3: Dom Hyam for me. Um, I'm not Hyam's biggest fan, as you know. I think, um, but I thought he was outstanding on Saturday, so credit where his credit's due. I thought he did really well for the goal with the assist, and I thought he defended really well. He, he's, he's playing better as well the, this season because he's playing on the right-hand side. I think that helps him, no end, because it's his natural side. And um, he's doing really well this season. So, yeah, happy to eat my words. Yeah, he's doing really better
0: you're listening to sky blues extra sky
2: blues will host Peterborough under the lights at the cbs arena on friday uh dave this is one we can really look forward to isn't it
4: yeah definitely it's going to be another really good atmosphere um you know people finishing work probably can get up there and it doesn't ruin the weekend you know yeah, i, know I lo- love sounds... a friday night game yeah it's great, well isn't i it? think that sounds you know it sounds silly because you know we're able to go every week you know aren't we and uh because probably haven't got as many commitments on the weekend but a lot of people do and that's why it's difficult to get up the ground whereas Friday night you'd you'd like to think that it's a lot bit more accessible for people so um, yeah let's hope we see a few more faces uh, there and uh, definitely if it's anything like the atmosphere we had under the lights the other week then everyone's got a lot to look for yeah
2: yeah you'd you'd, you'd hope for a, a good crowd on Friday wouldn't you with the with the mood around the place
4: yeah, I mean everyone's buzzing, and like I say, it's not. I it, completely understand people can't, can't always go on weekends, so hopefully, you know, by having a Friday night Friday night game that's not on te- television, I think is an important mm. thing. Yeah, um, at home um, against a team really that we'd be looking to beat. Um, I think it, it's it's all the ingredients needed, isn't it, for a, a pretty good um, night out?
2: Yeah, yeah, and we've got a good record against them as well, haven't we?
4: Yeah, we've always looked dangerous against always, um, it's
2: always 3-2 at home, isn't it? Against Peterborough. Seems we'll right
4: to Take, that, take <laughs> that. But yeah, we um you know, we've always got a good record against Peterborough. Newly, you know, promoted side, aren't they? So um it should be a really really good fixture and one that we should be aiming for, for whole three points.
2: Mm. And Andy, what what are we expecting from them because I know they probably haven't had the best starts to season, but obviously they beat, beat Birmingham 3-0 on Saturday, so I suppose their tails well, will be up somewhat. Of
3: course they did yeah typical isn't it yeah um, but saying that that was a great win by them by the way I wasn't didn't see that coming but before mm. that you know out of the net last five they, they lost four mm. and and won that game against Birmingham they got absolutely smashed by Sheffield United 6-2 they're conceding goals for fun to be honest they, Reading beat them 3-1 as well so they are conceding goals for fun I'm just looking at their their lineup and top players from from over the season so far and Obviously, they've got George Grant. Obviously, we were linked with him in the summer, weren't we? Mm -hmm. Um, He's a good technician. Um, He's a decent player. He scored at the weekend. And the front three of Joel Ward, obviously Clark Harris, which we all know about, and Dembele. I don't know. To me, that is that championship level? i would mm. not so sure. I back honest. to
4: Clark Harry's, don't you, at Bristol, and I thought yeah. that was a totally different Coventry side he was up against that, that day. And when you think of the levels that Hyam and McFad's are putting in this season, you can't see him getting much change, can you, out of him? That's right? what I was
3: thinking. I think, you know, I was looking at that from free and off. I was thinking, yeah, I think our defence can deal with that, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I think I'm being quite confident regarding that. Um, you know, and if you look at you know they're away form. They've played four, and they haven't got a point yet. Mm. They've scored three and let thirteen in.
2: Interesting.
3: So that is atrocious. So uh um,
2: um, for them to win one nil. Yeah, oh
3: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Zero one Peterborough. But yeah, but no, it it shows that we can be really, really confident in this game. I think um, if we put, approach it like we have been doing, can't see why we wouldn't be. Confidence yeah. is high in the squad. I think this is going to be three points. Fingers
2: crossed, um, Dave. How do you think Robbins is going to approach this one in terms of the the lineup?
4: I think he might revert back to Waggy and um, mm. Allen. Yeah. Which I think Sheaf would be yeah. unlucky to come out. I thought, you know, um, much to a surprise because I think majority of people that were stood around me seemed to be saying that Sheaf's, you know, the worst player since. Darren Anderson or whatever when his legs started going, I don't know. You know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy for me. I, I thought, I, I think everyone's final ball at times on the weekend was was poor or not quite where it needed to be. And, um, but I think that what it just goes unmissed. He he broke down play a hell of a lot in the middle of park on yeah on um, Saturday uh, and, and we build from that. So I think a lot of people don't see that, you know, we break, he breaks down the ball, we collects it and then he'll play a five yard pass and, and get us moving again. So I think it would be unlucky to come out, but I I can see that Robbins will want to be on the front foot. Like Andy said, you know, they, they're leaking goals, aren't they? And uh, I think a front pressing high energy is just going to steamroll them, to be honest. So yeah. I'd probably like to see Alan come back in um, and, uh probably waggy up front but wouldn't probably wouldn't be too um fussed if, if godden started again because again yeah that, that energy up front would would be more than enough so uh, I think it'll probably revert to what we did at Cardiff but um yeah.
2: yeah. Would you agree with that, Grizzo? Would you do anything different?
3: I'd bring Alan back in. Yeah. Um I'd probably maybe stick with Godden, but again if Waggy started I wouldn't be too disheartened yeah. with that to be honest. But I'd bring Alan in. Um I yeah. think it's... um his legs yeah. um, would get us up the pitch a little bit more than, than Chief does um, yeah it's I nice we've got uh, that,
2: um, that rotation yeah. with with Waggy and um, of course Gordon isn't it that yeah as, especially when Gordon gets you know fully 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 fit and back to himself that yeah nice rotation between those two actually if to me and- our main man and then those two sort of rotating.
3: Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Gives us us great options and also the the midfield option because obviously Alan wasn't even on the radar before the start of of the season. So Mm -hmm. to have him rotating with Sheaf's decent as well, it's good and it just helps, doesn't it? So yeah, that's a bonus going forward. Yeah, definitely.
2: Mm. We'll do our predictions, chaps. Um, Dave?
3: 2-0, Kov. Andy? 3-0, Kov.
2: Right, so... I, I. for the tweet league, I'm, i think I'm gonna go with Andy 3-0. Oh yes. Yeah. We'll I was be gonna say 3-0,
3: fun.
4: but I just I'm just not sure if we can put the, the reason, three stars the team, reason
2: but... why I say that is because all the stats I'm seeing, all the pages are talking about everyone's saying at some <laughs> point we're gonna we're gonna turn someone over and this could be it, chaps, this Friday. Mick hat <laughs> Poor that's a that's a good one. Get a bet on that, Andy. I will. Good odds on that one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> then it then
2: it'll be what eighty nine. Mm. nine Then he will go in January.
3: Then he will go 89. in January. Eighty nine. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <Very much laughs> <right>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And for all of our listeners who do take part in the COVID tweet league, do make sure you remember to get your predictions in for the Peter per game, um, chaps. That's all we've got time for. Thanks a lot for your contributions as always. And listeners, do make sure you check out our partners, Shortland Horn, across their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. And as always, if you want to get involved in the conversation, just make sure you use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast.